Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey, Doctor Who fans! Whovians, welcome back to Doctor Who at AfterBuzz TV. Ah, we're here to talk to you about the girl who died. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. <laughs> uh, you can tweet at me throughout the week, throughout the show at that Zach Wilson. Now, before the mids, they stop doing it. Let me introduce you to my fantastic panel. No. <laughs> uh. Hi, they were bobbing we? their heads. Uh, yeah, Alf Teagle is here. Hi, guys. Welcome can, back. Well, thank you. You can tweet at me during the show and throughout the week and throughout the life at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can tweet at me forever in the history of ever <laughs> at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You're putting a lot of faith in Twitter's IPO. Yeah. I, I'll keep it going. Even when it's dead, they can still tweet at me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, this was a a very highly anticipated episode, mm-hmm. to say the least. Mm-hmm. Mainly hinging on m- the guest star of Maisie Williams. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a lot of... I think it's safe to say there's a lot of crossover between Game of Thrones fans and Doctor Who fans. I think there there are a ton of Game of Thrones fans throughout like the world, and even if you're not a fantasy fan, everyone everyone loves Game of Thrones. Yes, yes, yes that's that's <laughs> that's true. Um, so, but but I just mean like the people who are intensely into Game of Thrones, yeah. the people who are like dissecting right. and like reading the books and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, not a book reader. Just putting that out there for you people. Uh, no spoilers. He means Game of Thrones in general. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read. He's never read a book I, in his life. <laughs> I don't even read, know guys. where to find them. Let's not make fun of him. What's me? paper? Um, <laughs> but uh, I, but so I think that but so Doctor Doctor Who fan base was like freaking yeah. out when this was announced. So this is a highly anticipated episode. What did you guys think? First reactions. Okay, so through this episode. As it started, and we saw this the story, the like basic story unfold. I was like, if it is building up to the battle being the like the uh, cliffhanger for next week, I'm gonna be like upset 
because that's like that's not what Doctor Who is. Doctor Who is not where you build up and then right before the battle we cliffhang. That's that's weak. Right. And then I was like, oh, we're gonna get to see the battle, so maybe this isn't a two parter. But that means we only get Maisie for one episode, <laughs> and then we get to the end and it's completely different. Yeah. Right. They like change the entire theme of the episode, and I went, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> oh. That was that was what happened to me during this episode. It was a whirlwind of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was kind of in the same boat in that like it started out to me it started out like a like a typical talk, Doctor Who episode. Stuff's happening, then they meet some people and have to hang out with them. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then like it resolved and I was like there's still 10 minutes left. Mm-hmm. Uh and I feel like only in that, like, it, not only in that last 10 minutes, but, like, in that last 10 minutes, you got so much meat and juice out of it. Like, it just, it was so satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I had a, a, an unpopular opinion on this episode. I, this, I talk a lot about, in a lot of Doctor Who episodes, uh, especially last year, they were episodes that I really liked when I watched them. Mm-hmm. And then the more I thought about it, I started to, like, enjoy them less yeah like like a listen is the big example like i when i first watched the episode i loved it and then i started dissecting it more mm-hmm. most once the season was done and all that and i i still enjoyed it but i liked it less this episode was very much the opposite where i watched it and i was i left the episode like mildly like i was dissatisfied with parts of it mm-hmm. um but when I stopped and I thought about it, it got in my head. It just got better and better. <laughs> here's where the, here's where the thing. Here's where it is. the The story of this episode, like mm-hmm. the over, like the overall story, I loved. There's a lot of great points in it. I love like the stuff with like the Doctor questioning, like what he can do. I think that has great depth to it, especially for just for that this this version of the Doctor, this character. Um, but I felt that the writing and the direction in this episode left a lot to be desired. Hmm. Um, it wasn't up to par with what I've come to expect from Modern Who. Um, it was choppy at times. Um, there were some things that, like, I get that they were gags, but it just played weird. It played weird with the tone that we've set right. for this Doctor. Could you give an example? The moment when he's training them to fight mm. with the fake swords <laughs> yeah. and everything. That sequence just was, like, very inconsistent with what we've had this year. Right. And with, like, the way that the episode started off, because it started off feeling very similar with, like, Odin coming down and, like, or being fake up in Odin. the sky and all that. Yeah, that all, like, this is all, okay, this is all going, this is all doc- very Doctor who mm-hmm. right. Um But it just, like, it got almost, it got silly in a way that, like... I'm trying to figure out the best the best way to because like the ta- him riding in on a tank playing electric guitar is silly but in a different way. Yeah. Um the you know what it is? because the doctor was being silly but the show took it seriously. Right. In this case the show made it silly. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not like the yo-yo thing like he would this doctor the doctor would do that even this doctor would do that but it was presented so slapsticky. Yeah. That it just didn't read right to me. That said, I love the story and I love what we're getting at by the end of the episode. The last 10 minutes for me are amazing. Right. Yeah, I But agree. it's just that first 45, it's that first two-thirds. Right. Yes. I'm just like, I, eh. I think we kind of agree. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think the, I think the main thing about uh, the silliness in previous iterations is that 
it was it was a layered thing. You knew he was being silly to hide something or for a reason. Mm-hmm. But like in this one, it just felt like it was there to just be there. Like the writer in the midst of writing this was like, there are some he- there's some heavy stuff. Let's throw in some jokes. And so they just kind of were p- put in there to kind of juice it up or not juice it up, spice it up. I love the term juice. Juice is good, good, good term. I, I like juice. this exchange in the chat roll before we dive into the episode because it just makes me smile. Uh, Ryan with Talison goes, if you overthink any episode of Doctor Who, you will find problems. And then uh, uh, Renny Guima, I'm sorry, I don't know how to read your, your handle, but just says, Ryan, After Buzz exists to overthink shows. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so accurate. Both I, of those statements are like 100% correct. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. All right. That should be our story. Let's, let's right. start out. I want to talk about. I think I wanna, <laughs> um, we're not, we haven't been around since the 90s. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, uh, people have. Yeah. Uh, so let's, I want to start, start to talk about the Vikings and the Mire. Right. Uh, and like, so we, or like the opening, how we get into it yeah. is the Doctor and Clara are like, we catch the mid adventure or at the tail end of an adventure. Right. Mm-hmm. Clara's got like a bug in her suit. She's about to get eaten. If we don't get, I mean, I'm going to say if we don't get an explanation, but we're not. Why do I even bother? <laughs> I just want to know. I want to know. What it was. Well, I just want, like, this, that this, story. This would be a great point, and it's something I don't, I've never gotten into. I've read a bunch of them, but I have never gotten heavily into the Doctor Who comics. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of them right yeah. now. Um, once it's switched over to, I want to say it's with IDW now, um, they picked up the rights and they relaunched, and they're doing a 10th Doctor run, a 11th Doctor run, and a 12th Doctor run. Like, mm. all going. Okay. And the 12th Doctor's one is with Clara. Matt Smith is with a, a brand new companion for the books, but um, it, like, fills in a weird gap that we don't go into in the show, which sure. is cool. But I want to see, like, I want to know that I could go, like, to a comic. This would be the perfect transmedia place. Like, right. so I go read this story. But they're not if it's out there, I I have to like go. I'll have to go digging. You're for such it. a transmedia right. kind of guy. I'm such a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think so. I know that when we when we had uh, Matt Smith and he was with Amy, there were things that they would reference, like oh the the phone charger being under somebody's bed, and then later we saw a clip of them under the bed and the phone charger being left, and it was like a very subtle throwaway uh, thing and I think like I want more of that I want us to eventually get to a point where they see the bug that eventually gets into her space like I want I just want it to you want, connect yes, you want a form of continuity yeah I get that which I mean, is too much to ask for and I'm sorry <laughs> yeah with this show I mean that's what transmedia lives to do it's so Whatever. it's it's fun but like <laughs> I, you just have to we have to you have to know that it's there yeah. and like yeah. believe in it that and the show needs to show faith in it that it would allow it to run and be canon with the right. show. From what I understand, that's not a thing. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> but so they they get it. We don't know who the Velosians are. Yeah. Um, but uh, then we land on Earth um, so that the Doctor can wipe the bug off his shoe. Yeah. As you need to. Yes, <laughs> yes of course. Um, and this is and. This is where we meet the Vikings, and we'll get into the whole uh, thing about we're time travelers and ripples versus tidal right, waves. Right. Trust me, we're going to dive deep into that. Ha! Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Kay. Yep. Water metaphor. Nautical uh, <laughs> puns. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so he, the doctor tries to pass himself off as Odin. Right. It's cute. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. I like that his choice of technology to show off. Well, 
Hold on, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yep. We snapped the sunglasses in twine. I was so happy. Ooh. So happy. I was like, good. Let's move on. <laughs> that did feel like, I, obviously this was shot and written way before any fan reaction to the sunglasses was around. Right. But it felt like very like, oh, you don't like the sunglasses? Well, we're breaking them in half. <laughs> Even though I don't think they're going anywhere. No, yeah. I, I, I thought I, I read, and I may have made this up in my head, but I thought I read that, that the sunglasses were temporary. Um, we talked about it a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that Moffat said the screwdriver is gone, going away for a little while. He didn't really say. He hinted that the sun that the uh, the screwdriver will come back eventually because that's just the show, right? Right. Um, but he didn't say when. He implied that it wouldn't. Even, it might not even be the season. I um, feel like now that the sunglasses have been snapped, we well, can bring back the screwdriver. Yeah, no. I. I mean, how hard could it be to repair the sunglasses? Really? Yeah. How hard is it to get a screwdriver and make it sonic? I mean, he has to want one, though. Shh. <laughs> Moving on. The heart wants what it, what it wants, yeah. Look, he does look good Capal- in the shades. Yeah, Capaldi <laughs> likes to look cool. And like, he does. He does look cool. Yeah. Um, but so uh, we we get into the, the, the setup of the Vikings versus the Mire as these two great warrior races. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. More about that later. Um, uh Basically, the, and they're being harvested by yeah. the fake Odin, right? Right by the uh, mire, by the mire. Yes. But did did he ever get a? Did he? Did the main? Did Odin get a name? Fake Odin. Fake no. Odin. No, I think we just call him Fake Odin. Yeah. Okay, well, let's Foden, keep him. if you will. Foden. I like that. Foden, indeed. <laughs> Foden. Uh, I'm. We're. That's what he is now from here on out. Yeah. Uh, Foden. Um, oh, yes. Sunglasses are cool. <laughs> I'm aware. Um, I can't believe we didn't make that joke earlier. Oh, I heard it in my head and went, I'm not going to say it. Ah, but I love it. Uh, <laughs> so the big thing with this is, like, once they, like, the Meyer take them up to the ship. Yeah. Um, and, like, wipe out all the warriors is, should they run or should they stay and fight? And the it's a classic, like... Middle Ages mentality. Honor. Right. We fight for honor. Well, before that, just I want to talk a little quick, real quick about Clara's amazingness on the ship with Foden. It's just her. I love seeing her be strong and be a leader. Yeah. And and seeing that. And, and there was a great little um, closer look if, uh, for those who watched it on BBC America <laughs> or follow the Tumblr. Um, that Clara loved the idea, or Jenna loved the idea of Clara having her own companion, and that scene was like her being the doctor with her own companion. Yeah, and it was just so fun to watch because the one thing I complain about when I complain about Clara is that I miss strong Clara, and there she was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I mean the strongest we ever saw uh, Jenna Coleman play her was her very first two appearances yep. as the mm-hmm. not Claras. Right. Yeah. And we've gotten little peeks of that, like in the Cyberman episode where she was essentially pretending she was the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is when, this is the first time it was her being herself doing yeah. her own thing. And she almost like completely say, what is the word I'm looking for? Like solve the situation. Yeah. If mm-hmm. not for Middle Ages honor stuff. Right. Yeah, back to Middle Ages honor stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> smooth. Thanks. Um, but so it, he's trying to figure out like 
the doctor wants them to run. Yeah. Um, for multiple reasons. Like, he thinks that that's just the best thing for history mm-hmm. to not save these people. Um, but then, of course, like, they are determined to stay. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think? Like, should they have run? I in my head I started hearing should I stay or should I go? Yep, go on. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I mean, I understand because this reminded me a lot of the um of the Aztec episode where it's like it's the it's the Viking custom to fight until death to get to Valhalla. And die honorably. The Aztec episode being the the classic, classic, who, classic, like, who, yes, or the the whatever. We'll yes, just, yeah, uh, I can't remember the name. of The it, Aztecs. But. Yes, it was the Aztecs. Well, oh, that's all it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, even I know that. <laughs> I don't know. In my head, I was like, is it the curse of the Aztecs? Or yeah. So like, telling them to run is essentially like go against everything that you believe mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a practical standpoint, I mean, of course, it makes sense for them to run because. Essentially, the the Meyer aren't going to chase them down. They're not going to weed through the millions of billions of humans that exist just to find these specific people that they will never see again and have never seen before. Um, but it's it's those two conflicting things because it's the practicality versus someone's beliefs. Yeah, yeah. the Meyer reminded me a lot of the um, Centaurans. Yeah, they. I mean. <laughs> They did and they didn't, like, because... Not, clearly not physically, just so we're clear. They're not, <laughs> they're not more potato people. <laughs> uh, no, but, like, the suits. Like, the suits were, like, this weird Iron Age version of the Jadoon. Yeah. yeah. Is what yeah. it looked like. It was surprising when the helmet came off, because mm-hmm. their heads were so tiny under there. <laughs> their heads actually looked a lot like the um, Leviathans from Supernatural, for all the Supernatural fans. Mm. <laughs> Um, it looked a lot like that. It actually reminded me a little bit of the Fisher King from last week. Mm. Um, in that they were sort of like f- uh, like um, fish amphibian-like. Yeah, they had leech faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, they both had, like, the, the Fisher King had, like, that big contraption right. over his head. I actually thought that that was his suit, not his body. Mm. Um, but it, it was they, they reminded me of each other. Like, there was right. clearly, like, a similar... They felt yeah. very familiar, which is funny because they, I believe, are a new species we'd never heard of. Yeah. Right? So, like... I'm, per, I'm, I'm 90% sure. Right. Especially right. because he looks through his 2,000-year diary and is like, ah, <laughs> oh, I figured out who they are. Um, but, nice call to the 2,000-year yeah. diary. Yeah. But, like, it, uh, they, felt, they felt very familiar, um, and they're new. And just... It, the thing that bothered me I think the most about his response to what the Vikings wanted to do was that the doctor is I believe usually a like let's try to find a peaceful way to do this kind of guy and instead he was like um run or fight I'm out of here like you should run but I don't want to deal with this (laughs) and I was like no doctor try to find peace even though they're a warrior race and and you can't that's what you do It, it was contrary to last uh, all of last season. Mm-hmm. Soldiers are bad. I will never work with a soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Now let me train you. <laughs> um, well, I thought that the running was the peaceful situation. Mm. Um, yeah, I, agree. I mean because and he didn't want to train them because I, I he he made a point of saying that like if he were to make these people formidable or if they were to defeat this race, then they would essentially make everyone on this earth 
uh, a target. Right. You know, because it's like, I don't want to make anime references. Do but it. Just do it. All right. It's like in uh, Afro Samurai, the, the main guy with the number two headband um, is the main target because he's the only one who can defeat the person. He's the only one who can challenge the one with the number one headband. Mm. So essentially you are creating a beacon um, for people to try to take you down because you have made yourself out to be the strongest. Tori, I was going to say nerd, but that was one hell of a reference. Good on you. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Thank it's like being the, the leader in Mario Kart when somebody gets a blue shell. Exactly. Um, I was going to say it reminds me of the previous Doctors who, um, when they fight and defend and win, they like to let the alien race know that this planet is defended. <laughs> um, let, let me get this straight. You defeated the aliens and then brought them back <laughs> for a scolding. Yeah, guys, that's what I wanted. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> that's all. No, but it was... It was Too much to ask for. It was good. Um <laughs> O, uh, Foden, Foden, um, was like he. So he was like harvesting Vikings and like other warriors for their testosterone. testosterone. Like basically, he's just looking for HGH. He's looking for some like steroids. His steroids yeah. hadn't been invented yet. Like that's <laughs> I think the best part is that had he just waited a few hundred years. <laughs> Or maybe, like, as a, a space civilization that can travel travel uh, interstellar and have through the, the stars, technology. maybe right. they could have, like, figured out Steroids. muscle, like, like, muscle building drugs. Well, you could synthesize it. Like, it's a collection of, like, chemicals. Nectar. Or oh, they geez. could just it's creepy. steal it from bodies. Yeah. That's true. It works, too. I mean, uh, as far as the universe is concerned, uh, Earth is a garbage planet anyway. Yeah, what? It, it was. It was just. It made me like laugh that like it wasn't like the essence of a warrior. Like he straight up was like testosterone. Yeah, <laughs> I need testosterone. Right. It's like all right, bro. Yeah, everybody relax. <laughs> we don't judge. I mean, stuck. kind of. He's killing a lot of people. Yeah. I think we have the right to judge him. I mean, I just don't judge people for their wanting of testosterone. <laughs> That's what I mean. Oh my god. Anyway, um, so uh, the way that he defeats them, this is one of the things. This is another one of the things where I'm like the where I just felt the writing was lacking a little bit because like. I love the way that the doctor discovers the electric eels. Mm-hmm. Um, he can speak baby. Yeah. As we know, as soon as the baby started crying, my brain was like, he can speak baby. <laughs> I love the way Clara goes, uh, he speaks baby. Just yeah. In case you're all confused, he's speaking to the baby. I turned to my girlfriend while we were watching this, and I literally said to her, he can speak baby. And then my words were repeated back at me from the television. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is she not aware? No, she is, but I just felt the need the, to say to, to it. Tell like, her. Yeah. All right, because you know that's one of those little. Because only one episode, really, or I guess two, two. But also, two. it's kind of it's it's, fun. A, it's a thing everyone's aware of. Like, and the maybe cool. Maybe this is where we're getting little hints so that we can be reminded that Stormageddon's around, so oh. we can bring Stormageddon back as the new companion. Hooray! <laughs> For those who don't know, that Zach's. Crazy theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a theory. It's just a want. Right. right. I'll allow it. <laughs> um, but so, uh, but the, where did the electric gills come from? 
the ocean. But like, it just that that was the thing. Is it felt like why do they have like why eels? do they why did the Vikings just happen to have a barrel of electric eels? Two barrels. Two barrels of electric eels. It. Yeah. I, like I said, I like the fire in the water thing and, like, the discovery of that. That r- felt really cool. Yeah. Um, his discovery of it didn't feel like, che- like... Yeah. The, um, uh, the, uh, cheating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, uh, I'm trying to remember the term uh, for it in writing when it just, like, you let it just... Ha- it, it just, like, it's... And then this happens. Right. Uh, right. We could, me and my ring part call it, like, and thens. Yeah. Right. Like... It's like we're just walking along, and then there are electric eels on the street. Like it's not connected logically to what is happening in the story. Um, I'm gonna claim just so that we have an answer that will (laughs) suffice. Um, The reason they had electric eels was it was a reference to How to Train Your Dragon, and um, because Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon kind of shoots fire like an electric eel. I'm gonna go with that. Sweet. There it is. It was a callback to How to Train Your Dragon. I was just assuming they were big MGM fans. Shut up. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Um, so I, I like I like the Thanks. the bit. Uh, well, I want to keep this move far. I like the bit with the with the phone and the Benny Hill. Yeah. Yes. That it's cute. Like, I mean, Benny Hill makes everything silly. <laughs> but when you're fighting a puppet, that yeah, uh, a, she, a she a shielder a shielder a shielder, a shielder. Um, a had made and like. I like, and we're about, to, and we're about to get into her storyline. So we'll, we'll, I'll save the end discussion of that little end. But they, they, they defeat everybody. They, they yeah. defeat yeah. the Meyer, and then they use a smart way to do it. So it's, it was cool. It was interesting. I like, I like embarrassment as a way to win. I also <laughs> like the idea of using tech, modern technology against their modern technology. Right. Um, and I like, uh, I like the use of phones. Yeah. I really like it. I don't know. It's funny. Cyberbullying isn't uh, a good thing <laughs> I'm into. Yeah, totally. It's 100% cyberbullying. <laughs> yep. But does it, is it cyberbullying if you're cyberbullying the bully? Yeah. It's yeah. still cyberbullying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a revenge right. cyberbully. Okay. It's still Fair bullying. Enough. Um, <laughs> somebody who's, who's not getting bullied in this episode... Uh, let's talk about a shielder. Yeah. Um, Maisie Williams. Um, basically just playing a less, like, a less twisted Arya Stark. Right. If Arya Stark was poor, um, and didn't have... And hadn't had her spoiler... Right. I'm saying, like, if, if, if Arya, uh, was living with a commoner as opposed to, like, a lord... Um, yeah. And didn't have the skills because she didn't have the brothers. Yeah. Right. I think that was also what put like a sort of a sour taste in my mouth to start off is that they were, if this felt like, and I know that we're building somewhere new with the twist at the end. Right. But like, it felt like you couldn't think of anything new for Maisie Williams to do. Like, she's a great actress. And right. I wanted to, I was hoping to see her do something to the, ne- like, which different. Which we will. Yeah. Yes. Which we, which we will. Yeah. Um, I agree. I felt like I was like, uh, all right. Putting her generally same kind of outfits. All right, <laughs> I get it. Um, she's Arya. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I. But she's very much she. But just like Arya, she's very much like 
brash and like mm-hmm. willing to charge into battle like straight up she's just like it felt like a could have transplanted it into Arya it's like <laughs> you'll pay for what you've done here today yeah. mm-hmm. I am a viking a shielder daughter of Einar you have mocked our gods wait <laughs> see okay so that's why the first time she says her name I thought she was saying she's a shielder they make shields yeah, yeah if I didn't have the captions on I would have just completely disregarded it a yeah. shielder as yeah. opposed to a hydra Go on. <laughs> I'm ignoring it. All right, sorry. Uh, I've got it. Go on. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of supernatural stuff around her from the very get-go. Right. Um, and not just the, um, as I think Andrew, it was Andrew Fedge on Twitter put it, the immortality cracker. Yes. <laughs> which I love. It's my yeah. new favorite thing. <laughs> um, thank you, Andrew, for that one. Um, but... So at the top, the doctor has this sort of deja vu when he mm-hmm. sees her, as if he's seen her before, he knows her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she starts talking about, um, and we hear her talk about she had a premonition of all of their deaths when her, when all the Vikings return. Yeah. Um, she had, like she dreamed that they all died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then five minutes later, yeah. they do. Right. Um, she thinks she's bad luck. She feels different from everybody else. This is all before she's become an immortal. Right. What are your What's your guys' take on that? Go ahead. <laughs> um, I I think that uh, in my mind, this is kind of goes back to the ripple versus tidal wave thing, and that she is constantly being affected by the ripple that is about to be created, mm. and so. The doctor feels that uh, sense of deja vu or that sense of knowing because he, I mean, he's in tune with the 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 uh, anomalies in time. And so I think that hits him initially. And it also is kind of affecting her because it hasn't happened yet, but it's one of those probability things. And she might be in tune with, uh, with uh, the wavelength of time as well. Uh, especially now that she's an immortal, it might be just kind of rippling all throughout, like in the same way that the cracks were. Oh. Okay, so just by being an immortal, she's so affected by time that, like, so the, I mean, the the doctor does the the quote is people talk about premonition as if it's something strange. It's not. It's just memory in the wrong direction. Yeah. Right? Um, so it could be that they are so entwined. Like, there's a lot on this show about how people's. Uh, the time travelers especially how their lives are intertwined mm-hmm. at fixed points that they must affect um, and fixed points are a big thing in, in the theme of this episode mm-hmm. um, so I think that's that that stands to reason I think I think that you you're on you're right on with that right? yeah when I was watching it I was still in the mindset of everyone's theories via the interwebs um, theories that she is River, theories that she is Jetty, theories that she is Susan. So as she's talking about these premonitions and, you know, what's happening to her and how she feels different, I was like, who is she? Who is she? Who is she? And then I was really excited when, it, like, in the end with the last 10 minutes, what what we saw and where we went with it. Yeah. I was very excited because she is new. Yeah, yeah so Moffat told the... she is new. Moffat told the truth. That's why I said so far. Yeah, so far. <laughs> um, see, Moffat's been telling the truth. Moffat's actually been telling the truth on a lot of things recently. Mm, I, I think, don't know how I feel about it. I think he's gonna have. There's gonna have to be a big lie soon, or we're just gonna start trusting him too much. Right, and, and then no- he's gonna. And F that's us. real dangerous. Yeah, real dangerous. Ugh. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but cool. she's a story. She's also a storyteller. Yeah. Um, so like giving her, giving a storyteller immortality, um, somebody who has that sort of the, the loneliness of a writer, mm-hmm. um, feels very, it felt, felt very real. Like this is a character who has depth to her. I wish that this, that the episode had spent more time really getting to know her as opposed to just these like sort of loose facts about her. Right. I agree. Um, that was another thing I felt that the episode sort of missed the mark on and could just could have done better. Um, in old, in older episodes of just modern who, um, like I'll just use blink as the, as a, just an easy best example. Um, in that episode, we, those, the characters that we spend the most time with in that episode are not characters we're ever going to see again. Mm -hmm. And yet, not 10, 20 minutes into that episode, we are on the edge of our seat caring deeply about the safety of those characters. Mm -hmm. We want them to succeed. We want them to be safe. We want them to find each other. In a lot of episodes, we connect with characters very quickly that we want that we are afraid for their safety, even though we don't care we don't to ever see them again after the mm-hmm. episode. And I thought that this episode sort of lacked that. I didn't care about the other Vikings. Um, yeah, like, even even the guy who has the baby, I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't care about. He him. Did, yeah. did. Did anyone else think he looked like a roided up Rory? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm really disappointed that he didn't nickname him Rory. I think that they. It was like I'll bet you they cast him. He looks a lot. Like Rory, like, but he's good. So just, ah, just don't call it out. <laughs> they should have just called it out. It would have been totally fine. Um, been like you remind me of Rory. I'm calling you Rory. Moving on. <laughs> like ZZ Top. <laughs> yeah, ZZ Top is a good one, and Heidi, Heidi. was also Heidi. good. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but but like I said, we didn't <laughs> we didn't get to know these people. Like if we'd right. seen their loss from. Like with the people that they yeah. left, like they were just sort yeah. of like vaguely mad about losing their warriors, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It never felt like they lost family. Yeah. It felt like they lost their army that protects them. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think it's mostly because the emphasis of the episode was on the Doctor's burden and what what he's been going through and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like it, like taking Blink for example, we we didn't get a lot of Doctor time, so it let us build those characters. But this one, it's like they're they're stationary. Uh, or not stationary. They're like furniture to his troubles in this episode. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, somebody's saying, Zach is cold. <laughs> like, I'm not cold. I want to care. I just, like, I didn't, I didn't get the, these were, these were extras, not people. Yeah, yeah. wait, whoever thinks you're cold, tell us who you felt for that wasn't, um, uh, a shoulder. I mean, and the truth is, I didn't feel that deeply for, other than the fact that she was, I was, like, intrigued by her, right. and because it's Maisie Williams, I have, like, a an outside connection to her. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't particularly, like, into, like, connected to her character. Yeah, like, I, anything specific about her character. And we didn't care about her dad? Like, we, we didn't care about anybody. <laughs> I, did, I will say that I did care about the baby. Because we, no, we spent the most time hearing about the baby and its fears, and it was the most vulnerable to mm-hmm. us. Yes. And it was the one thing that made the doctor stay. Um, and I know this is dark for a television show, but if the baby would have died at the end of the episode, I would have been like, yes, that is motivation for things to happen. Uh, Macy Williams was there, and we love her. Yes. Um, but her her passing wasn't as meaningful to me. But if the baby would have died in some way, shape, or form, I would have been affected. I'll Fair say enough. this. If, if a shoulder had died, 
Um, I would have been, oh, although I really like where we're going, I would have been very okay with it because so far all season, it seems death has been inconsequential. I yeah. mean, aside from last episode where we lost a few shipmates. Mm. Yeah. It's inconsequential. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that Doctor Who always has suffered from a little bit. Any sci-fi show but has somewhat season, has some suffering from it. But you're right. Consistently this season, we have seen a lot of characters, quote-unquote, die mm-hmm. and then not die. Right. Um, I mean, like, right at the top, Clara and Missy. Yep. Died. Uh, now, in that moment, I didn't believe for a second. No one believed they, for a second. But Missy, at, like, just... From the last end of last season, yeah. like again, like I, even after during that episode, I think on the after show, I was like, "She's not dead." There's, right. there's no way. Um, so we've gotten a lot of death fakeouts. It has been a running theme, though. So I wonder if that's going to come back. Ah. Um, there's been a lot of consistencies across these these first five episodes. It feels like three because it's two parters. Right. But right. There's been a lot of consistencies. Um, there's a lot of like Arthurian legend stuff that people mm-hmm. are calling out um, and now we're in Viking times again yeah um, I, I there's I'm very interested to see where they go yeah with it um, but uh, speaking of where they're going um, we got to go into the past a little bit yeah I was so happy <laughs> um, I mean I was also really heartbroken <laughs> um, because we got um, well the whole the whole theme of the doctor's sort of arc in this is the question, basically, is it okay to change the events in time? Classic Doctor Who question. Yeah. Right. Um, but something that he is always struggling with and always coming up with a different answer to. Mm-hmm. I think it's sort of his 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 own personal existential crisis that he will always have to handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw one review. I want to say it was on indie, you know, like, uh, like, Indie film, something like that. Um, Indie Wire. I think it was on Indie Wire. Okay. Um, and they were saying that. Um, oh, I lost it. <laughs> well, you think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody, guys- <laughs> somebody wrote in the comments. Um, I, I think in the chat roll when I checked earlier, they said, uh, "How dare you go back and save a shoulder? Go back and save O'Donnell." <laughs> like that was. I think that's great. I think that's really great. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it was he last episode. I was like, nah, I'm gonna let him die. But this episode, and so far all the other episodes, is like, no, I can do something. Um, but I did like, I did like going back and seeing the face and tying it back to the first time we see his face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also liked that we brought back Donna. For a minute, I got so emotional. <laughs> oh yeah, it's heartbreaking. I, yeah, like how dare you bring her back to us? Yeah, I miss her so much. <laughs> well, that's the big. I mean, that's that's his big thing. Is like in this question. Oh, this was the point. Is that like the doctor is like is now forced to be like ju- like the 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 only one to decide if it's okay to change this to save this person mm. to do to make this action change like every episode he saves somebody like if he hadn't happened to travel to that point in time right, right it would have all turned out differently mm-hmm. and like so it's it's sort of like just like we talked about the bootstrap paradox like if he didn't save like he knew what the history was right so this alien attack wasn't supposed to come in history there so he stopped it mm-hmm. 
But that was only history because he stopped it. Right. So he created it and it goes in a circle. Yeah. Um, and that's just the doctor's life. But there, it used to be for him that the Time Lords were the one who would decide that. Right. And like might punish him if he did too much or trace him down and try to stop him if he was out of line. Mm-hmm. Does nobody do that anymore. He's the end all decision. Right. It lies with him. And so the face, like, I love that we're getting into that because, yeah. like, Moffat just knows the fan base is like, we get that it's like you just wanted the, this particular actor that you happened to use but once or twice before. Yeah. But we're like, we need, I like that he built in an explanation. Right. I just, I was already past it. Like, I'd <laughs> accepted it. I, I could have left it at what we got in, in the... Deep Breath. Mm. Hmm. Um, yeah. When, when Kapal, like, I don't, here's the thing. I love what we got in this episode. I also would have been fine if we never addressed it again. Right. I thought Deep Breath, just acknowledging it for yes. en- was enough for me. Um, the, the implication that he could pull this face from somewhere. Right. Um, also the implication that like Matt Smith and David Tennant and like Chris Brackleson and anybody could just pop up as a random person <laughs> because like that's where he got the face from. Yeah. yeah. Um, this side. Uh, um, but no, I agree with you. I also thought like I was, I was totally like, okay, it was, it was acknowledged. They said, Hey, I know this is a familiar face, but when they brought it back, uh, and he remembered that he had said that in that episode, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, we're tying it together. And then yeah. seeing Donna. <laughs> and then it was just, it was a very nice, um, like, tying this all up. But yeah. his deciding of who lives and who dies without the timelines really reminded me of, was it Waters, Waters on Mars? Mars yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the one where he changes a fixed point. Right. As he, mm-hmm. as, like, the doctor decides, like, that was a fixed point, And he alters it. He says, I am the Lord of Time. <laughs> I am the oncoming storm. <laughs> um, and, but he, he, deci- like, just like Fires in Pompeii, he decides to change events and save yeah. just this one person. I miss Donna. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just reminded me how much I miss Donna. Yeah. Um, and so he, he say, he go, the immortality cracker. Which I was so excited because my mind went, wait a second. This means we can have Jack back. <laughs> well, oh, oh, Tari, Tari go <laughs> yes! ahead. Tari, go ahead. I'm about to, I'm about yes. to change. I'm about to go into a different area. Oh, so. Okay, I was just gonna say, I felt like this was um, his way of never bringing Jack back. In that, like, she's our our new version of Jack, but she is very different. From she's Jack. different in personality, but in concept, it's like it's like you like pancakes. Here's a waffle. Well, so here's <laughs> so here's the thing. We got in this. The, it was very much the um, the mm-hmm. prophecy, like yes. we, the, Dav- the prophecy that Davros talked about. Two great warrior races combined to make a hybrid that will. What well, did it? It was like to that will like destroy. Um, I don't recall. I, I don't yeah. actually know if he said it. It was going to destroy anything. Chat roll. What yeah. was it to do? Yeah, um, <laughs> but it was just that there will be a, a, a powerful w- w- hybrid of two great warrior races. Um, and uh, somebody on Reddit was, like, listing off, like, all of these other hybrids that, like, what if they all came back and, com- and like, played a part in the finale? We know that River is coming back at the end of the season. River is very much a hybrid. We know mm-hmm. she's coming back for the Christmas episode. Okay. In my, see, I, in my mind, Christmas episodes are finales because they're the end of... 
They, sure. they, lately, wanna, they have. You're right. I just want right, to clarify. Right. Lately, they have been more or less finales. Yes. Um, but yes, River is back for the for the Christmas episode, um, and she is a Time Lord human hybrid mm-hmm. in a weird like Tardis way, where she's born right. of two humans. Yeah. But right. yeah. Um, we just saw Donna again, who is not is a in it is a hybrid in a different sort of way, very oh, similar to River. Dr. The Doctor Donna, yeah. Um, Jack Harkness <laughs> is is like is oh, again like a semi hybrid, like he's some a- a- alien thing. Didn't he? Wasn't he from another planet? No, he's human from the fifty first century. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, from the Boshane um, Peninsula. Oh, uh, but he's from another planet. I thought. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes him an alien. No, but he's human <laughs> when they the, when they expanded and took over other... Maybe he doesn't live right. here anymore. So. That does... Okay, go he's on. He's a human colony. <laughs> he's from a human colony. Anyway, um, but, he, but, because of the, but because of his immortality, he... Is it, right. a, he like falls? He could be considered a hybrid. hybrid yes. I don't. That yes. one's that one might be pushing it. And right. then there's Dalek Sec. Yeah. What if all of these things came back together mm-hmm. to do? I don't know. <laughs> to do something. Yeah. Um. I will tell you this. I would be so happy with all of that. <laughs> bringing back Dr. Donna, bringing back um, River is great, sure. Yeah. Bringing back um, Jack, of course. Jenny, I would say, is also a hybrid. Oh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure the show is pretending that that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> because the doctor married the doctor's daughter in The Doctor's Daughter, but she's really the doctor's daughter. Yes. yes. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure they're ignoring <laughs> it because like, having That's that like favorite. semi-Time Lord out there is like muddy. Right. With like the whole Gallifrey and old right. and lone I'm time the yeah, last yeah. of the time lords, right? N- Yana, you are not alone. Missy, going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I am so excited to talk Doctor Who that it's just all falling out. <laughs> um, a league of hybrids, Lucas Garrett says. Um, I would be so into it. But like, I mean, people have been calling for Jack to come back. Um, I know he's. I know um, he's busy with Arrow. He's busy with Arrow, yeah. but, and and uh, Barrowman has said many times that he would absolutely love to drop everything and be there um i believe the other side of that does not <laughs> agree that they would not like him to drop everything and join them right. yeah that is uh, what i believe is happening but uh, i i will get answers for people yeah <laughs> will you now i will all right we'll talk about that and when we get to the end okay cool cool yep um i'm very intrigued <laughs> Um, but so, uh, the big, the big out is, and I want to discuss this as like a theory before, um, we get into predictions and stuff. Although, yeah. hmm. Do you guys have anything else in this episode? I think I'm just going to save it for predictions. Let's go to predictions. Okay. Now, uh, any Unless other, any other favorite, favorite moments or lines before um, we get... I mean, I, I guess, uh, we touch upon this every week because it happens every week, but the doctor and Clara having this little spat about her hobbies and her becoming, what oh, he's, yeah. what he's making her into essentially. And he and like he's I have a duty of care. Yeah. Right. As a big plot point. Like they very mildly touched on it and like didn't bring anything really new yeah. in this week. But there is a, a theory out there that um well let's just let's let's, let's do, it. do it. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. move into Predictions. Predictions. Your after buzz TV predictions. Alright, there is a theory that like this is the kind of thing that could get Clara killed. She's becoming reckless. And then that's sort of my prediction. It's like, she's going to become so involved in, like, being the doctor. She mm-hmm. wants so badly to be the doctor. Yeah. 
that Clara may get herself killed for it. And if you look at the preview for next week, Clara is nowhere to be seen. Oh. I don't know that meant that I'm not saying she's going to die next week, right. but she's not in the preview, right. which has big implications potentially. I mean, yeah. Or she's at school teaching. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I noticed that as well. Um, and I, and I think it's just so we can draw more focus to Macy Williams, just cause like having two companions or two like side chicks. Nope. Um, two companions. <laughs> um, is it, it kind of like makes it harder to kind of give focus? I disagree so much. Do you? I found this I, every time the show has two companions, I find it so much more interesting and so yeah. much more balanced and fun. Because when you had Jack and Rose, when you had Rose and Mickey, when you had Amy and Rory, those are some of my favorite John and times. Martha. For like that one when we were with the doctor's daughter, <laughs> right? I mean, like there are companions <laughs> no. that can carry it on their own that were great on their own. Yeah. But I think there's just something special about the when you have two people because it just brings in a third perspective yeah. and the perspective between those two people and what is their relationship in with the doctor as this like either teacher or third wheel or best friend or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I yeah. find it so interesting. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I hope they go back to it. Um, yeah, what are you predicting? We should also be predicting about Maisie Williams because we have um, that amazing 360 shot as she like aged through the years. Right. Um, I'll say this. Uh, I don't have any predictions. I'm just so excited because this whole episode, I was like, nah, nah this stupid Viking story, nah, whatever. And then all of a sudden she's immortal and we're jumping through time mm-hmm. and she's she has the immortal cracker to give to a partner. Like, well, I can't wait. I just can't wait to see what happens. I mean, that's very, it was very much the doctor's move. Like, you need if you're going to be immortal like me, you need a companion. Which yeah. I think uh, is at that moment I went, oh, Jack's not coming back. <laughs> no, take your waffle. Yeah, um, Jack's not coming. Back. What if she met Jack? That what she if doesn't it's... need the waffle, the cracker. I have a my I have a prediction about Macy Williams' character. Yeah. I don't I don't think it will be her, but I think that she's going to become the Minister of War that was mentioned in the last uh two Ooh. episodes. I think that having lived this long will make living forever essentially will make her a really hard character. Um and so she will become like the Doctor's Vandal Savage in that like she's going to become this warmonger that's has so many years of hatred and sadness underneath her. Thank you. Sorry. Um, that she's going to be something that he has to put down. Oh, I like it. I, I like it too. Um, last thing, I want to throw out a wild prediction. Yeah. Crazy out there, and I'm acknowledging that up top. Um, there's that point where the doctor's like, I'm the doctor, and I save people. And if anyone's listening, and you have any kind of problem with that, to hell with you. Mm-hmm. In my mind, this just started this, like, rolling snowball of what if this is the doctor just saying, like, to hell with the rule, the time rules that my people have created. And he starts to go so crazy with his changes to, to like, time and things. Yeah. And he's already questioning in this episode. But what if he just went all out nuts and was like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And whatever that means, I'm, I, kn- I know best. Mm-hmm. What... <laughs> um, but that Thank builds you, to a point audience. where Gallifrey has actually been listening in and they just decide because Gallifrey as established in Matt Smith's last episode 
they can come back. They have the ability to come back mm-hmm. into this universe through the crack. Right. But Matt's, but like they have to, but they've decided that to let the doctor be the one who decides whether it's safe or not for them to come back. What if they're, they can communicate with this universe mm-hmm. because they sent the, the time energy right. through so mm-hmm. he can regenerate. What if they're listening and they decide this guy's going crazy. It's too, it's gone too far. We, it, Forget the dangers. We have to come back. And they just come back to stop the Doctor. What an epic prediction. Yeah, that'd be amazing. (laughs) I love when you have crazy theories. (laughs) Exactly! (laughs) Uh, But yeah. Um, (laughs) And so that's that's the last of my predictions. All right, any other thoughts, guys, before we head on out of here? Um, We didn't do shout-outs today, but... uh... We didn't do shout-outs. I apologize. We will make sure to get to them next week. We're I, just we're out of time. Yep, and I just want to give a shout out to Patrick, who I uh, got to meet in New York Comic Con. Shout out to Patrick. That's all I want. Right. Uh, anything right. else that you're? Oh yeah. Um, so I won't be here next week because I will be at London Comic Con. That's right. If you're in London, come say hello. Moffat will also be there for Sherlock. Nice. So I will ask any questions people mm. send me. That they legitimately want me to ask Moffat, I will ask him anything you want, uh, within reason, guys. Right. Like, about the show. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to know what size shirt he wears. I'm so jealous. So, I'm going to let everybody know that um, you know where to find me. All right. Um, Well, uh, guys, that's, I think, going to do it for, uh, for this episode of... Doctor Who, the Doctor Who After Show here at After Buzz TV. Uh, we'll be talking. We'll be back talking next week about the woman who lived. Um, no spoilers about <laughs> with, with these titles at all. Yeah. Um, until then, Tari Miller. Where can the people keep up with you? I'm Tari J Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T A U R I J A Y. You can also find me on other After Buzz panels like Flash on Tuesdays and Arrow on Wednesdays. Oh, awesome. <laughs> like, is there more to that? Uh, you can find me online at yell.tv. And if you are in London, I expect to see you at the Excel Center this weekend for London Comic Con. I will be there. Come say hello. I have prizes. Um, also, send me via Twitter questions for Moffat and anyone else who's going to be there at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And you guys can find me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And a whole bunch of stuff here at AfterBuzz, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Sleepy Hollow, The Leftovers. And this week, if you're a fan of time travel, which I know you are if you've made it this far through the podcast, this Wednesday, as you may well be aware, is October 21st, 2015, the day that Marty and Doc Brown arrive from the future. And we here at, uh, well... And on our sister network, Popcorn Talk, we'll be doing a watch along uh, with Mark uh, Donica, who's our engineer in the booth tonight. Liar! Uh, <laughs> that was him. That was him. At Soapbox Mark. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, so, at Soapbox Mark. But we're going to be doing a watch along. So you can join us as we just like watch on YouTube and you uh, queue up your DVD and watch right along with us. Back to Futures Part 1 and 2. That'll be uh, Wednesday morning. Guys, Yay. until next week, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV.
Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.